0: Business Lesson 8. Business Management. Book 5. Business English. Vocabulary. Part 1. Page 60. Arrogant. Flexible. Dismissive. Competent. Indecisive. Self-centered. Controlling. Likeable. Empathetic. Courageous. Self-assured. Stubborn. Article Part 1. Page 61. The skills a good manager must have. A manager is an expert as well as a support system for employees in an organization expert in this context implies that there are defined and specific duties a manager is expected to carry out therefore as a manager you are expected to possess certain skills which you can exhibit flexibly to achieve every desired goal these skills are distinct and applicable in different circumstances for example the skills you need as a manager when dealing with your subordinates internal operation are different from the skills you will need when dealing with customers external operation at this point the flexible nature of the skills comes to play. It shows your ability to switch from one skill to another. Some businesses have a general manager, GM, who supervises the overall affairs of a business. In such a situation, there are usually subordinate managers who head the distinct departments. In other businesses, there may not be a GM, but there are distinct managers heading the various departments. A manager should possess certain skills to be able to manage the department assigned to him-her. You acquire some of these qualities through training, while others are through experience. As a manager, you have to work in a team, which ordinarily consists of persons of different characters and dispositions. Some of the team members may be hostile and others are compliant, but it will require you to apply the necessary skill to tame the subordinates and carry everybody along. Furthermore, as a manager, it is your duty to help your employees navigate. If they stumble, it is your job to help them achieve their goals. This will create a strong bond between you and your employees. However, the outcome will depend on the management style you adopt in dealing with your employees. The skills a good manager must possess include academic, experience, entrepreneurial skills, administrative skills, ICT skills, feedback, multiculturalism, understanding of team dynamics, encouraging good relationships, effective delegation, discipline, dispute resolution, good communication, and so on. Academic skill. This is a skill you possess by virtue of the fact that you had trained under a particular discipline. It also means a certified skill. Some managers go as far as acquiring more than one certification, which makes them stand out. There are legal requirements that the manager of some organizations must have certificates in a certain discipline. This is very important when a situation requires the attention of an expert. This skill entails both pragmatic and empirical approaches to issues. Both approaches play important roles in achieving a goal. Theories mean established and verified facts. Therefore, it becomes viable to apply them a circumstance permits. Theories are empirical in nature. Empiricism simply means experimental. The other approach is the pragmatic approach, which is practical in nature. As a manager, you should not only be fully capable of demonstrating practical skills, but your understanding of theory should also be at an appropriate level. Individuals with academic and research backgrounds are preferred in jobs because they are the ones who bridge the gaps between theory and practice. If a person possesses theoretical knowledge, he or she can implement the theory in practical situations and produce desired results. This is why employers in various organizations ask their prospective employees to state their academic qualifications and experience. Experience Skill Experience as a skill is one of the essential skills a manager must possess. It is trite that practice makes perfect. This is the reason why managers must have experience as a skill. It is a more pragmatic approach to situations. As a manager, you need this skill to be able to guide your employees. It will be awkward for you to be unable to proffer solutions to a situation, which requires instant response or attention. However, if you as a manager have experience in that regard, there would not be any problem in handling such a situation. Many organizations pay so much attention to this skill in their prospective process. No one wants to try new people and assign them to powerful roles straight away. Entrepreneurial skill. Every manager needs to possess some type of entrepreneurial experience to lead them successfully. This skill deals more with your ability to come up with ideas and implement the ideas. Managers also need this skill to drive their business. ICT skill. ICT has taken the forefront of the activities in every business organization. In this 21st century, customers rate companies according to their online presence. Companies communicate with their customer through online platforms such as emails. There is a constant exchange of documents through online platforms. Data are stored using different formats like Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and even PDF formats. Companies recruit through an online platform and so on it is therefore pertinent a manager needs to be skilled in ICT you must possess this skill to function effectively in your organization multiculturalism most businesses have employees from different cultural backgrounds which sometimes makes it very difficult for an easy operation due to variant attitudinal displays by employees who are from different cultural backgrounds sometimes there may be a clash of personal and professional interests which stems from the culture of the employee by extension The clash of interests affects other employees around, who also would want to express their culture. When this is the case, the business suffers. It takes a manager, who understands multiculturalism and how to balance them, to prevent a clash of interests among employees. This is why a manager must have multiculturalism as a skill. Therefore, managers of the 21st century should have a proper understanding of multiculturalism. They should know how to react to people of different ethnic backgrounds, age groups, religious beliefs political affiliations and personalities they should respect and admit the cultural norms of other people and reduce traditional biases discrimination of all types should be discouraged in the workplace according to one study understanding diversity is one of the most important aspects of establishing effective leadership qualities all individuals should have equal opportunities for growth it takes a considerable amount of focus and patience for people to eliminate the stereotypes created in society. People of other cultures should not be subject to biases, and they should have free space to practice their values. Managers of today should be open to knowing, learning, and admiring different people, and playing a major role in uniting co workers of different races as one unified team. The other skills a manager should possess include understanding team dynamics, encouraging good relationships, effective delegation, discipline, dispute resolution, good communication, and so on. Article Part 3, Page 63 Management Styles Directive Style Participative Style Affiliative Style Authoritative Style Coaching Style Pace-setting Style Managers face many situations in the course of performing their duties in an organization, and how they handle such situations depends largely on the management style they adopt. Therefore, a management style is a leadership method a manager employs in running the affairs of an organization. These skills have more to do with the relationship between the manager and the employees. It is important to know that the more flexible a manager is with the styles, the better the result or response he she gets from people. Leadership style relates to tasks, people, and the situation managed. The following are the various leadership styles, when and when not to apply them, how to apply, and the expected result. The key to being an effective leader is to have a broad repertoire of styles and to use them appropriately. Rosalind Cardinal Directive Coercive Style A directive style of management of staff involves giving a command, setting high standards, and disciplining staff who do not meet up to the standards. This style has a core objective of instant or prompt compliance from the staff or subordinates. This style of management has instances where it is applicable and where it is not applicable. The subordinates lack motivation, and only need the direction, force, of the manager to get to work. This makes the manager's presence very important for the task to be completed. On the other, the manager's mobility becomes restricted, and his schedule might be frustrating because he needs to be around and order the subordinates around to get the job done. It also leaves the manager worn out at the end of the day. This style works best when there is a crisis, which requires a superior authority to call the parties to order. It is also applicable when deviations are risky to the operation of the organization. This style will not produce a positive result where the employees are undeveloped because it does not contribute to the development of the employees, who will not have enough motivation to work by themselves. This is because there is no room for the employees to apply their innovation and ideas in handling unless a superior order is given. In addition, it is not applicable where the employees are highly skilled, as they will be frustrated and doing so would frustrate them, and not give them room to apply their own special skills. Authoritative, Visionary Style In the authoritative style of management, the manager only states the goal of the team in a clear and persuasive way, then gives the team the opportunity and space to work. The manager comes in at intervals to restate the goal of the project. This type of style allows the manager the time and space to attend to other businesses, It also allows the team the opportunity to apply their skills and initiative in doing their work and boost their confidence in the job they have done. This style of management is effective where there is a need for clear and detailed instructions as well as standards. It is also effective where the manager is credible and the employees are skilled enough to perform by themselves. It is ineffective when the employees are immature or lack basic experience in the project and need supervision in executing the task. It is also not effective when the employees do not trust the manager. Affiliative style. An affiliate managing style involves making the employees comfortable with their tasks. This is why the projects linger for a long. For this reason, the employees get anxious and lose patience with the manager. This style of management has the sole object of establishing coordination among subordinates and between managers and subordinates. This style of management is effective when it applies to every other style because there is need for a harmony among employees for maximum results. It is also effective in managing conflicts as well as giving counseling to employees. This style of management is not effective where in tasks that require adequate performance because the affiliate style does not stress performance. It also does not where there is a crisis and direction is needed. Participative Democratic Style In the participative style, The manager gives room to employees to choose the task they can perfectly execute, and there would be a vote on the best options. This style is slow because there has to be consensus on any task before it is performed. The employees appreciate the fact that their opinion on a task is considered, but are not happy with the fact that the progress is slow. The manager finds this style easy because it enables him to take decisions with ease. This style is effective when employees work together and are experienced in the task. It is also effective where there is a stable working environment. It is less effective when there is a crisis, which requires coordination and obliterates the need for meetings. It is also less effective when the employees are incompetent and require supervision. The participative, democratic style has the primary objective of building commitment and consensus among employees. Pace-setting Style In this style of management, the manager sets the task and forms the onset. However, he takes the job from the employers if he discovers that they are not executing the task properly or are not producing the expected result and gives it to someone else. This approach by the manager puts the employees on their feet and pushes them to put in more effort. This style is effective when the employees are motivated, experienced, and require little supervision or command. It is less effective where the workload requires teamwork. It is also less effective when there is a need for supervision and coordination. The pace-setting style has the primary objective of accomplishing tasks to a high standard of excellence. Coaching style. This management style focuses on learning practice. Any member who proves to be good in a specific aspect of the task will have to teach others by demonstration. At the end of the day, the team is absorbed in the learning and is surprised to realize that there is little time left for them to work. The key to being an effective leader is to have a broad stack of styles and to use them appropriately. This skill is effective when there is a need to improve the skills of the employees, who are motivated, and desire development. It is less effective when the leader lacks the requisite skills or is amateur and when there is a crisis. Listening Part 1, Page 65, Script on Page 193 Okay Craig and Gavin, I realize that there have been some problems between you recently, and I'd like to try and sort them out right now. Gavin, Can you tell me why you think this problem has arisen now?
1: You're asking me? I really have no idea. I mean, I came into this job a year ago with a special project to do. I had a very positive attitude. I was excited about it and Craig's just blocked me all along. Well, that's not fair at all. That's just not true.
0: Okay, okay, one second. Can everyone speak one at a time, please? Gavin, go on.
1: Well, that's about it, really. I've never felt as if I've been welcomed here. I mean, when I walk into the office, the others don't even say hello to me. That's just not true. It's you who doesn't say hello.
0: Craig, please. Gavin, can you tell me why you think this situation may have arisen?
1: Well, as I said, I've really no idea. Perhaps it's just my style. I'm very positive, energetic, and outgoing while everyone else here seems to be half asleep.
0: Erm, listen. I don't think that personal, judgmental comments like that help. Can we just stick to facts rather than opinions? Okay.
1: Well, I could see right away that some changes needed making here, so I set about making those changes. And was that part of your job description? Job description. Job description. That's all I ever hear around here. That's the problem with this place. There's no initiative, no energy.
0: Hmm. Okay. Craig, would you like to tell us what you feel the problem is?
1: Well, I think it's quite clear, isn't it? Him. That's it.
0: Okay, as I said. Can we keep away from personal comments here and stick to talking about the workplace?
1: Well, I am talking about the workplace. He doesn't respect the limits of what he's supposed to do. He came in here for a one year project but has then tried to change the way everyone else works as well.
0: Gavin, can you respond to that?
1: Well, my project involved everyone else. It was impossible to do what I had to do without getting other people to rethink the way they work.
0: Okay, I think that personality issues are crucial here. Personality issues are the most difficult things to change. Perhaps we'll never be able to resolve them. You are different people with different personalities and different ways of working. And so? Well, that doesn't mean the problem can't be solved. We have to be flexible. Accept change and be tolerant of difference.
1: Easy to say.
0: Well, yes, it is easy to say, but difficult to do. I don't deny that. However, what we need to do is review your project and look at everyone's roles and responsibilities in the project and in this organization as a whole. If everyone sticks to and respects other people's roles and responsibilities, then we can at least settle on a good, constructive working atmosphere. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope that you enjoyed another lesson of Uncle Sam's American English. These audios are synced with our four-book series.
1: Contact one of our professors or join our online course by visiting our Facebook page, Uncle Sam's International.